0: coaches, there is a way to increase your impact without becoming a slave to your business. (sighs) This is Purpose to Profit, where we talk to top industry experts, coaches, and clients about their strategies that will help you do less and make more. And now, here's your hosts.
1: Hey guys, I'm Adam Marquardt.
0: What's up everyone? Sandra Garcia here.
1: And today we have Adam and Vanessa Lambert. They are the creators of Be The Wellness, a personal coaching company with an emphasis on community and adventure. They're committed to building a tribe of wellness warriors and helping people make small changes over time to tackle big adventures in life. Whether that's hiking to Machu Picchu or losing 10 pounds, the Lamberts empower adventure-seeking souls to master the physiology and mindset needed to live, well, a badass life. All while creating a loving, supportive community-centered, are on the core values of total inclusion, fun, and innovation. So welcome, Adam and Vanessa.
2: Thank you. Thanks.
1: Wow, we sound so cool. (laughs) (laughs) So look. first off, I just want to say I am so excited to have both of you here. You two are literally a prime example of people who are living in their purpose. And like you said, living that badass life. So you're really leading by example. And I love that.
2: Thank you. So
1: how did you guys get into this?
3: You know, it's funny because it is one of those things. Like, like so many things in life, you kind of meander your way through things and and eventually wind up where you want to be. But what really kind of happened for us is that we we both had kind of budding careers early when we first got married and had very different paths, but both were super passionate about fitness and just trying to take care of our bodies. You know, me being in the fire service and Vanessa was in pharmaceutical sales, but you know, former athlete and all of these kind of things going that we just were all kind of on this journey of discovering like what actually works best. What does actual health look like for us? Because what we'd seen sort of in the mainstream media and, you know, whatever you find in the latest episode of Men's Health Magazine or whatever, didn't really like resonate with us. You know, like there's got to be something else going on here. And as luck would have it, we happened across Rob Wolf, who was one of the kind of early paleo and CrossFit types. And he happened to be in the same town that we were in. We started training with him. And moved on from there when we moved to LA and started working with Mark Sisson, who is another kind of big name in the paleo primal world. And which was, it was fantastic. And this was great experience for us. But what we saw in that was that there were people who were kind of being left behind people where paleo or primal or CrossFit wasn't necessarily magic and it didn't just get them what they wanted. And so what we wanted to create from that was another way for people to utilize these paleo lifestyle principles that we kind of have adopted and how can we bring in more people and how can we help more people find their own version of that, find this sort of unique blend of diet and exercise and lifestyle factors that are going to make things work for them long-term. And that's really what we created with Be The Wellness was a way for people to kind of get in at the at the low level with kind of the low hanging fruit, so to speak, and then ultimately get involved in our system to a point where they find out what exactly works for them. And that means, you know, from their nutrition and exercise perspective, but also what's going to keep them motivated long term, which is really where the adventure piece came.
0: I love that. I love that. So I when I first discovered you guys, I Okay, this is a couple a powered couple from marriage to like retreats all around the world Like they're living their purpose. They're passionate about what they do They're passionate about helping people and you guys found a way to kind of bring that all together and provide this service that Is it works for them? Like you said and it keeps them fueled so what's Like, why do you guys do what you do? Like, what keeps you fueled?
2: Mm, I think for us, it really is a genuine love for people and a genuine love for experience. And I think that over the years, Adam and I, when we've reflected on our own lives and the things that have been the most pivotal points or the most memorable or enjoyable parts of our life they've usually included these components that we've really built our business around. And that is, you know, good food, healthy food, amazing experiences, a beautiful community, feeling like you're part of something bigger than yourself. And, you know, I think when we really sort of zoomed out and looked at what made us most happy and fulfilled in our own lives, we could sort of pinpoint those key markers. And we just really felt that, you know, a lot of people were not Experiencing those things in their lives and a lot of people didn't know how to access those things They didn't like they could see somewhere off in the distant, you know Horizon that there were things that they were missing or that something wasn't just quite right about their life but they maybe didn't know how to distill out what those pieces were that were missing and you know I think for us it was just about like the recognition of how lucky and how much gratitude we have for our own personal life and experience that it was just a natural sort of overflow to want to share that with people.
1: And I love that because (laughs) the thing is, you know, the thing that you've said again and again, and again, is basically that you crafted your business around what you were in alignment with. And I think that we live in such a cookie cutter society where everybody's trying to, you know, have a quick fix or, you know, quick riches. And it's like, they want to just copy somebody else's strategy or they want a duplication of just an easy five-step process. And sometimes it's not that simple. And I think that the, the thing that everybody listening should remember is that your way is the right way. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying don't take insight or, you know, expertise from other people, but take that and run it through your filter and be able to adapt that to your style. That's in alignment with you. Because I think that that's, well, I'll let you guys answer what has attributed to your success from what but from what I see, it's the fact that you guys made the conscious decision to do it around where you're in alignment, yeah. Yeah, 100%.
3: And I mean, I think you really couldn't give a budding entrepreneur better advice. And it sounds, it's hard to hear because it was hard for us to hear in the beginning, too, of like, no, you need to, you don't need to go buy the latest and greatest five step, simple, easy whiz bang marketing kit that's going to sell you this, that, and the other thing. I mean, while those are all great tools and they're great things to learn, at the end of the day, it's the authenticity of message that really resonates with people. So I think the only way to figure out what that is is to fully understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And then have that actually be in alignment with what you believe. Cause you know, people will root it out really quickly. You know, I mean, they're, they're pretty good BS detectors, you know, and if you're not actually picking or, you know, walking the walk, so to speak, people will pick it up really quickly. And you mm-hmm. just, you know, and you may grow because maybe what you're selling is a decent price point and you've got compelling marketing, but it really won't be this organic growth of just like, man, this is amazing and it's fulfilling and it's all of these things because you're going to be swimming upstream, you know?
0: Right. Instead of just going with the flow and what's in alignment with you. I think it's incredible how you guys managed to create a practice around like your core beliefs. You talked about experience, you talked about connection, you talked about adventure and health and incorporating all the things that you love and helping people kind of find that like you said like missing piece in their life and it was easy for you cuz you were coming from a place of gratitude and fulfillment and you're full and you have so much to offer that your cup you know just spills over so how And that that coming from that state it's easier to identify, right? So somebody that doesn't have that clarity, that's lacking that fulfillment and purpose and like what their values are or what are they becoming aligned to, how do you help your clients uncover that like missing puzzle piece?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. you know I run a program called the Authentic Self Program and it's one of the parts of this program is actually taking time to write out your life goals. And to actually distill out what it is you want to create. And I think the first step is that people actually don't even take the time to do that. They kind of have this running script all the time of like something might pop into their head and they'll think, oh, that's nice. I kind of like that idea. And then something else pops in and it's sort of like ping pong in there. And there's just ideas sort of bouncing around. But oftentimes what I've found and why it's been so important for me to actually put in sort of a, you know, a construct to how you deal with all those thoughts is that most people just allow those thoughts to flood in and flood out. And they don't ever actually put any organization or any sort of distinction around which of those thoughts are worth keeping and acting on and which of those thoughts are just thoughts that are coming in and should just, you know, and just be allowed to be just thoughts. And I think that that is probably the most important thing that you can actually impress upon someone is you have to actually take the time to really consider what it is you want to create in your life. What is it that you want your special life experience to stand for? What do you want to use your energy for? What do you want your day-to-day life to look like? And like to actually really detail that out and consider that is a really, really powerful tool. And I think that that's probably one of the most important things that someone can do is just get clear first. Yeah. And then from just that clarity, there's a lot of magic that will happen.
3: Yeah. And there, it's, it's actually, I think it's harder than the, you know, because every self-help book or anything that you've ever read is like, well, okay, let's set your 10 year goals and your five year goals and your short plan and your 90 day action plan. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it's pretty common that this is that these are the things that kind of the steps that you need to take. But what doesn't get really talked about a lot is like, what if you don't know? Yes. You know what I mean? If you're like, I have no idea what my 10 year goal is, you know? And so when people get to that point, they're like, well, maybe I'm just not made for something or meant for something special. You know, maybe yes. I'm just meant to be a cog in the wheel like I have been. And then, you know, frankly, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you are a cog in the wheel and you're like, "God, this seems weird, but I just have no idea where to start. I think letting people know that it's not just immediate for everyone and that not everyone just has this, like when they came out, they're like, I'm going to be a unicorn and I'm going to be a unicorn all the way. You know, not everybody's like that. And so you can sort of give yourself permission to have to work through that a little bit. You're like, no, what do I actually want? What are the things that are important to me? And, you know, it's not always just cut and dry. You know, it takes a few iterations, but the first step is just committing to putting it all down.
1: Yeah. And I think that's huge. And I think that that's kind of one of the trends that Sandra and I have probably seen in people as well is that, you know, they, they go through, you know, whatever stage of life they're in there, you know, they arrive and then they're like, they look back and they're like, Oh, wow. You know, one, where's time? Where has the time gone? And two, where am I going? And I feel like, you know, to your point, you might not know, but that doesn't mean that there isn't something, right? It yes. just means that maybe you haven't put in the time or the effort to uncover that. And I think that it's such an important thing to consider is what is the vision for my life? Yes. And I've come in contact with people who never know the answer to that. And then if I ask them, have you ever spent time thinking it or discovering about that, they, they say no. Yes. And so I think that there is so much power in really looking internally and figuring out like, okay, what do I want? You know, the most common answer you hear from people is "Oh, I want to travel. Okay, cool. Where would you go? When will you go? You know, because it's like, if you don't, you know, the way that you make a dream a reality is taking it and getting crystal clear on it and then breaking it down to figure out how you're going to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's like, take those dreams, but most people don't even set the time aside to dream.
2: Right. Right. Well, and I think other people are afraid that, if they decide on something and then they start down that path and they don't like it that uh, they're committed to it and they can't change and the thing is you can change but at some point you have to make some decision you have to set something in you know in the future something that you want to strive towards because otherwise you will find yourself just sort of spinning your wheels and feeling a sense of dissatisfaction, but not really being able to pinpoint why that sits inside of you. And so I think the other thing is like, it's okay to change your mind, but at least like start the process towards something. You may discover that your road changes a little bit, but that's okay.
0: Right. You have to start somewhere. Yes. Adam and I's favorite question is whenever we're dreaming, the follow-up question will always be like, you know, it would be great if we could do X, Y, and Z, and this, and this, and it's like, okay, by when? It's always like, by when? Yes. And what we were talking about earlier, and you may not know like what all of those steps in between might look like, and you don't need to in order to take the first step. You just need to know what the first step looks like and what the end destination is, like where you're working yes. towards. And another thing that you guys were talking about the vision, like sometimes we don't know what it looks like, but we always can feel it and Mm -hmm. getting in touch with that feeling. How do you want to feel? I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel grateful. I want to feel energized. I want to feel like I'm making an impact in this world. I want to feel this. I want to feel that generating those feelings will help bring that vision and have that clarity that they're seeking a lot easier than trying to start with an image that doesn't have any kind of energy or emotion tied behind it. So how does it feel like asking those really great questions that you just asked, like what would an extraordinary life look like? you know, Mm -hmm. like what, and go as big as you want. And then from there, you can take where you want to start and you know, your first step and you have the support system to do it. Right. It's like, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's so interesting. You know, I think people just, they really get too far ahead of themselves. Right. And like you said, you just really need that next step. What is it? Where, where do you want to head and what's the next step you need to take? It really can be simple.
1: And that's the thing. Oftentimes from my experience of certain people is what, what will happen is they'll have this dream and then they'll start to break it down. And then all of their limiting beliefs come up Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it's, I can't do that. And here's a hundred excuses. Why totally. And in reality, it's about, you know, just like, Sandra said, "Taking that first step and moving in faith over fear, because yeah. there are so many unknowns, and you can't plan for everyone's. So as long as you're being, you know, intentional with where you're going and flexible on how you get there, I think that that is just so important for living like, like you said, that badass life.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. and I think you know one of the things that's really helped us is just." to start distinguishing what certain emotions are inside of us. And I think, you know, a lot of times we have a sensation, whether it's overwhelm or nervousness, or we have all these words that we have assigned to the the sensations we feel in our body and mind, but it, you can actually reassign those sensations, you know? So how about instead of this feeling I have right now is overwhelm, how about this feeling is I'm excited and there's a lot to tackle and, I'm up to big things in life, you know? So it's it's been really, I think, interesting for Adam and I to really re-sort of frame what all those energies and emotions stand for and how we allow those energies to influence us and in just reassigning the words almost that we give to the energy in our life.
1: Absolutely. And it reminds me of one of the other guests we had on the show. She said, you know, sometimes people will feel this overwhelm. And, you know, what she's done is she's basically rephrased it to I'm in demand.
2: Yeah. yeah. And so
1: she said that whenever she, <laughs> Sandra's laughing, cause I'm going to do it whenever she does it, she says like, if she wakes up and she sees her calendar and it's like super full, she'll like drop her voice and she'll be like, I'm in demand. I'm in demand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I it's love that. such
1: a good
3: idea. I love stuff yeah. like that.
2: You know, these are the little life hacks that make a huge difference though.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is, you know, you Like, don't ever forget for anybody listening. Don't ever forget. You have complete control over your choices. So the way that you think you can rewire your brain. And that might sound far fetched, but it starts with the the communication, both internally and externally, the things you tell yourself and things you tell other people and how you position things and how you frame things can completely change and impact, you know, where you are today and also where you're going.
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, we, we have a podcast. We've talked about this with you guys before, but we have a podcast and a guest that we had on, we talked about, you know, really redefining the neuropathways in your brain. And her name's Dr. Loretta Bruning, and she's the author of the science of positivity. It's a great book. But one of the things she talks about is that, you know, your neural network gets developed early on in life. And so those, those, um, I think she calls them neural network super highways, because when you're young, there's so much energy that's devoted to creating that initial network. So as you get older, it is more difficult to change the thought patterns, to rewire the brain. But it's absolutely possible. And I think the thing that people have to realize is that it's not necessarily going to be easy. You actually do have to be somewhat rigorous about the practice of changing the way that you think, the thoughts that you give to yourself. And the things that you say, because you are actually, you know, it takes a little bit more energy the older you get to redefine that neural network. So, you know, some people I think have this idea that like, well, I thought positive for a week and nothing changed. And it's like, well, you actually, it takes a long time for this, this thing to become a new habit for this way of being to become the way that you are. And so, you know, I think that people just have to have some amount of patience with themselves that it takes time for these new patternings to develop.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is so important to consider that, that, you know, it's not just a overnight process. I mean, there's times where Sandra and I will be in conversation. We'll catch one another because what a lot of people will say is, well, I want this or I need this. And so we always try to, you know, encourage each other through restructuring our language to, you know, you deserve it or you get to. You know, it's like, well, I need to call a client. Like, you get to call a client. Like, what a blessing. You know what I mean? You have a client. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. So it's shifting
1: that language and shifting that perspective.
0: And even just like a cancellation um, recently where Adam said, oh, actually, you know, she just canceled. I just got 30 minutes back in my day. Yes. Like, shifting, there's such a power in perspective and changing your language in order to align yourself with the things that you truly want and things that feel good. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I think that is, that is powerful. And also when you were talking, I was imagining kind of like an overgrown kind of forest and you're trying to pave this new path and you have an ax and every time you walk down that path, you kind of hack at it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have to walk back and forth through that path many times before it's an easy route to take. So um, when you're trying to reprogram yourself and let's say it's just an affirmation, it could be something as simple as like, I feel like I'm not good enough. Okay. So what do you know to be true? I do deserve it. I am good enough. And the first time you say it, it may not feel good. You may not yeah. feel like you're in alignment with it, but the more that you say it and the more you you find things in your environment and things in yourself that, that prove that you do deserve it, that you are good enough, then it starts getting easier. And then that's when it starts building, right? So I love that. And you said something that I loved and I love life hacks. So I'm gonna take that back to you. <laughs> what are some other life hacks that you guys do on a daily basis that helps kind of empower are you either personally or in your business?
3: Boy, there. you know, I'm a bad one with this stuff because I I like, I pick up, I do a ton of research. I mean, it's like it, in our world, this is sort of what I do is like research. Vanessa's like idea. And I'm like, all right, let me figure that out. <laughs> and this is kind of how our, our whole system works. But I do end up spending a lot of time on figuring out the hacks and all of these things. And so I end up cycling through them. And there's very few, I will say that I've stuck with for any real period of time. But I think that Probably the most important thing that you can do from a productivity perspective is nailing your sleep routine because if you're not sleeping, nothing else is working optimally. And so I would say from a life hack perspective, it's got to be about 15 to 20 minutes of outdoor light within two hours of waking up that just sets you up for success that following night. And then you can just let us be ball from there.
2: Yeah. And I think for us, you know, we tend to stick with some pretty <laughs> fundamental pillars In terms of like, quote unquote, hacks, we really have things that are that have become staples in our life. And that is, you know, things like sleep that Adam mentioned, and good nutrition. I meditate every day for 30 minutes, first thing upon waking, and I really have found a tremendous benefit in being very dedicated to that practice. And then some kind of movement. And I think for us, like as long as we have those four sort of pillars, then anything else that we get in on top of our day is a bonus. But those, you know, when when we talk about life hacks, what it really is, is setting up your physiology so that you can be in the best physical space, which then affects your mental space. And so for us, it's all about what can we fundamentally do to give our physiology the best set of circumstances so that, you know, the rest of the hacks So, to speak, are easier. You know, the affirmations or the positive thinking or all that stuff, it's like you primed yourself to be able to receive it more easily when you've changed and set up your physiology to be in sort of a heightened and tuned state.
1: See, I love that because one of the things that we, kind of live by Sandra and I is believing that how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so I love hearing that you say, Hey, you know what? Um, I start my day off and it's kind of this whole mind, body, and soul aspect because Mm -hmm. it's all so intertwined and that essentially sets you up for success for the rest of the day. And so I know that there was a time in my life where I was basically starting my day by being reactive Mm -hmm. And I know that maybe there's a lot of people who are also doing this. Maybe, you know, if you're listening right now, this resonates with you. But what I was doing was I was being woken up every day by something. And it wasn't by choice. It was by a kid or by, you know, a a phone call or by something. And so it was like, oh, you know, rather than being proactive and saying, you know what? I'm getting up. This this is how I'm starting my day. Um, This is the routine that I go through and really having something that supports me kind of holistically from starting my day in like on a positive note. And so now I get up, I drink coffee, I watch comedy because I'm not going to watch the news. (laughs) I I do these things that, that, you know, help me to be the best me going into the day so that I'm not just waking up doing everything in a reactive state because then it's just chaos and you can't be, you know, the best version of yourself. I think that's a
3: really critical point that you hit on there is the difference between being proactive and reactive. And I mean, it's like, it's very, very deep in the way that we operate with things. I mean, if you think about even like paying bills or something, you know, it's like now with online bill pay and automatic stuff, it just happens for the most part. But like, if you think about waking up first thing in the morning and you're like, Oh God, I have to do this. You get hit by a phone call that you didn't want to necessarily take right away. And it, it sets you back on your heels. And then literally, you know, I'm sure people can identify with this. Once you get set into that space, literally every single thing that you do for the rest of the day is, Oh, I have to do this. Oh, but I've got to do this. And I have to do this. Mm-hmm. We're just even setting an alarm clock and getting up. This isn't something I do. <laughs> <laughs> I usually wake up without one, but like, um, I don't know, Jocko Willink is, uh, A former Navy SEAL commander and a a motivational speaker guy now. And he talks about like on his Instagram, he posts a picture of his watch every morning at 4.30 when he wakes up. And the whole point is that it's discipline. He starts his day with discipline. He gets up intentionally. And then everything that he does from that point throughout the day is on his time and his, you know, his intention behind it. And I think that's massive. You know, I mean, if you've got some pieces of your life that feel like spiraling out of control, you know, it's coming, you know what I mean? You're like, I'm going to have to do this today. Be two minutes <laughs> no. early, you know, That's do it yourself. Huge.
0: Yeah. That's huge because it, it provides such a stable platform for you to build the rest of your day on. And how you start something is how you finish it. You start your day off right, you're going to finish it off right. And it just becomes this like domino effect like you're talking about. This is such a good topic for Adam and I. We've actually held ourselves accountable uh, for the last few weeks getting up at 5 a.m. My morning ritual changed my life. No one gets me until I get me. I'm completely shut off to the world the first two hours of my day. And I do everything that I love within those two hours. And that... Mm -hmm that just changed. That was a game changer for me. So talk about life hack. Yes. And Adam, I had a clarifying question for you when you were talking about um, the most important thing. What is sleep? (laughs) That one hit me. That one hit me. I'm like, oh no! I love what he's saying, but this is something that I've been thinking about too. Because although I get up at five a.m., I don't always get to bed by ten p.m. or by eleven p.m. And so I know that sleep is such a critical piece. Like that's how we fragment, we defrag. If our our mind is a computer, that's when all the files are being decompressed. You're getting rid of everything that you don't want. You're rebooting your system. Um, any viruses are cleared out, like it's so critical. So when you said sleep, I felt something in my chest, like, no, no, this is going so well. <laughs> you just confirmed that, that I am going to commit to getting to bed earlier every day. Cause I've already made the commitment and I am now fully committed to like my morning ritual. And I've seen what an impact that's made in my life. Now it's, it's the other piece. So yeah. thank you for bringing yeah. that up. It sounds simple, but it's incredibly powerful. It's, mm-hmm. It
3: is. And the morning light makes all the difference in the world. It just sets
1: the countdown right. for when it's actually bedtime. You know? And that's right. the thing on the point of what Sandra said, she starts her day and does things that she loves. And so if you're somebody that struggles to get out of bed, I would love for you to consider the possibility of finding or discovering things that you love and set and leading your day with that. And so even for me, I love waking up because I love the uninterrupted time where nobody else is awake. I got up at 4.30 yesterday and it was incredible. And by 7 a.m., I had videos done that I was gonna do for social media. And for me, I love doing videos. So I set the intention that that's gonna be the time where I can be creative and where I can just play. And so that's the thing. If, If there's something that you love doing, consider starting your day out with that. And if you don't know what it is, like we were talking about earlier, carve out some time and just think, brainstorm you know, try to figure that out. And, and, you know, if you want to live a more fulfilled badass life, you've got to find, you deserve to find these things that are going to support you on the deepest level possible.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And use that time in the morning to figure it out if you don't know. There you go.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. Talking about things that we love and about fulfillment. What are you guys excited for next in your business? Well, you know, it's
2: funny because, uh, About a year ago, we were interviewing someone on our podcast that told us about a place in Kenya, Africa that she was getting ready to host a retreat at. And we are actually getting ready to leave in a week to go host our own retreat there in five days. So that is super exciting for me because I think what it just shows is that like that spark of interest when she said those words to me, like you were just saying, Sandra, when you heard the thing about sleep, like it hit you. When I heard that thing about her going to Kenya and taking a group, I had this spark of like, I want to do that. And we're getting ready to do that. And it's, you know, it's one of the, I think the bigger trips that we've taken our groups on, we've gone all over, but there's something about Africa that requires it's a tough trip to do. I mean, you need immunizations, and it's like a lot of preparedness goes into it. So it's not just a regular retreat, so to speak. It's got a lot entailed to pull that one off. And so I think for me, just the fact that we had that intention, I had that spark, and we are making that happen, it is the retreat that I'm so excited about. But it's also just the fact that, like, these are the people we are now, that we have a spark, and that we are in, we're moved to create something we create it and it happens and that's who we've become and that's what I'm so excited about.
3: It is pretty cool yes. that when you put it like that, you're like, Yeah, you know what? That's actually right. We had we went from idea to execution in about as quickly as you possibly can for a trip like that. Yes,
0: yeah, that's cool. Um, Adam, I loved how you said, Wow, and you're fully in this. That's how you know you're like, Yeah, yeah, we are badass. That sounds amazing. We're making our dreams come true. That was a thought, and now it's a thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this whole thing is just it's all coming together. Yeah, um, but for me, I think the thing I'm most excited about, I mean, obviously. Africa is going to be amazing as are the rest of the, the retreats that we do. But, you know, I recently just left my 22 some odd year career with the fire service to do this full time. And so now I'm really at a point where I can kind of d- really dive into it where before I was, I mean, I'm in the business and very committed to it, but I'd always had sort of this other thing that I had to, to sort of manage that was frankly a massive time and energy devotion in order to do that job. Well, And so now that I'm out of that, like the thing that I'm kind of most excited about is next year we're, we're diving into some more kind of masterclass intensive type things. And I'm really excited about the ones that I'm going to be doing. I mean, I'm going to be offering these intensive kind of master your physiology type things that uh, we can bring people in and really help people dial in exactly what's going on with them from a nutrition and fitness and sleep perspective and all of that kind of stuff which is just, it's how I like to do things. You know, I want to be able to take somebody from A to Z in a relatively short period of time and just dive in with them and get it sorted out. Like that's the kind of problems that I like to solve. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked on that. Like just the opportunity that's out there now that all my time is, you know, owned by the business, so to speak.
0: <laughs> right, that's huge. And that's a huge transition that you've yeah. made. And now you're able to devote all your energy into creating um, whatever it is that you're feeling aligned to create, which yeah. I think is, is incredible. You guys are the definition of a power couple to Aww. me. <laughs> so I'm super excited about what you guys are doing and I, I want to hear more. I want to see pictures. Um, I am curious, like what is your intention going into this Africa trip? Like what is it that you're wanting to get out of it and what can the people participating expect to leave and walk away with?
2: Yeah, I think for me personally, and um, you know, I lead a lot of guided meditations and things like that. So I'm always thinking about some of the subject matter that I'll want to lead in the guided meditations for the group that's in, in any particular spot. And one of the things that really kept coming to me about this trip is just to really get back to our. Humanity, you know, this gift of life that we are participating in, and to really be able to fully embody that. And I think Africa is such a wonderful place to get back to that and really just reconnect with the miracle of this life and also with the compass of it, you know, because going to Africa will be on safari. Obviously, we'll be seeing, you know, probably animals eating other animals and, you know, things of that nature that really impress upon you that, like, this. This is a great circle that we're participating in and that in the compass of life and in the human experience, there are so many various shades of what it has to offer and to, you know, to remember to celebrate all those shades that we we often get stuck in a part of the color wheel in our life and we only you know are operating in red orange and green and there's a whole spectrum of experience out there and so for me I think Africa epitomizes this this uh, this innate ability to reconnect with just the miracle the miraculousness of this experience of life wow I think she got it no big deal I mean
0: (laughs) Adam's like no comment Vanessa got this He's like, I just want to see an elephant. I've never seen an elephant. (laughs) Wow. No, that isn't. I I got chills listening to you say that, like (laughs) getting back to our like intrinsic nature, our humanity, like connecting with the miracle that is in front of us, which is life, which a lot of us just overlook on the day to day. So disconnecting from the virtual world and connecting with our ground, with our our roots. Mm-hmm. And that just gave me chills. And when you were talking about all the different shades and accepting, or I, I felt like this like um, theme of acceptance and something funny popped into my head where I was like, 50 shades of joy or 50 shades <laughs> of whatever, <laughs> gratitude, 50 shades of. And so uh, I think that that's, that's <laughs> incredible. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Um, So I don't think we can go anywhere from there. I I think that the last (laughs) thing I would, I would ask, I feel like that was such an incredible, it was like such a beautiful closing circle. I guess the last thing that's on my mind is what is personally the best piece of advice that you've ever received from anyone at any point in your life?
1: Well,
3: so for me, I think, and it's a, it's a little bit nebulous, so I'll kind of try to, I'll try to bring it around, but we did in the last handful of years, we went through the landmark curriculum for living, which is if you're not familiar, it's like those self-help power weekends or whatever. <laughs> but one of the things in, in the second course that just has really stuck with me, and I guess you could consider it advice is just that one of the things that the leader said that all there is in the world, all there is, is the next thing to do and your word in the matter meaning what's the next step and are you actually committed to doing it like is this something that you're interested in and then that's all there is and that has really provided a filter for me in so many ways of like what do i what do i really want to do with my life is it this what's the next step is it not that then you're done move on to the next thing and what's this next step and i think that's that's probably it aside from some you know childhood stuff from my dad but i think that's probably the most meaningful
2: <laughs> yeah i think for me um I read The Four Agreements. By Don Ruiz, Ruiz? Um, Miguel, Ruiz. And, yeah, Don Miguel Ruiz Don Miguel Ruiz yeah and the one thing that really has stuck with me that's made a huge impact and I think that this might be specific for women is the don't take things personally because I think women as women we internalize so much and we think that everything that happens has to do with us <laughs> you know we think that the way someone talks to us or the way that someone interacts with us or even the way someone poses a question we just just internalize and personalize it so much that we really do become paralyzed in a lot of ways because we don't want to um, elicit any kind of negativity or we want everyone to like us. And we have all of this story around what everything means that happens in our lives. And so I think for me, that do not take things personally personally shifted, made a profound shift in my ability to put myself out there in a way that I wouldn't have been able to do without that piece of advice or sort of that, just, you know, that permission, if you will, to just allow people to be who they are and allow them to be the way that they are without having it to mean anything about you.
1: That's awesome. I love hearing both of y'all's different perspective on that. And kind of just laughing, thinking back to like Adam's best piece of advice of thinking of, you know, is this something you're interested in? And is it something that you're committed to? You know, there might be some of our listeners right now that are like, oh, I'd love to do a retreat or I'd love to do an intensive. So my question to you, if that's you right now listening, by when? And that's yeah. the thing, you know, if this is something you're interested in, is it something that you'll commit to? And if so, by when? And so Adam and Vanessa, if there are people out there who are interested and are willing to commit, what is the best way that they can find out more about you or more about your retreats or your intensives or these different trips that you have available?
2: Yeah. Be the wellness.com is our website and B is spelled like a honeybee. So it's two E's and um, Instagram is probably the other place where we're really active and they they can actually follow along on the retreat. So depending on um, when this goes live, you'll either be watching us go through Africa or you'll, it will have already passed and you can go check out the photos. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, we're really active there. And then we do have our own podcast, the be the wellness podcast. So people can check us out there, but just to tack onto, to that, Adam. I think that's so important. And, you know, I sometimes almost feel like I'm lecturing our audience about this particular point, but it's so worth hanging on is that you take for granted. And this gets back to my whole point about Africa. You take for granted that you're going to have this big, long life. You know, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get to that. You do not know how long you get this gift for. So what are you doing with your time and energy? If you're not creating these things that you really want to create, then you are wasting that precious gift that was given to you that is life on, you know, something that, that really doesn't mean anything to your soul. So thank you for saying that. By win is like such a great topper to any question you're asking yourself
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well we thank you both for being on we're going to share all of the links and the bio in the show notes you guys can check out adam and vanessa more i love having you guys on and i can't wait to follow along and see the pictures of africa
2: awesome thanks for yes. having us guys yeah, I think great. Thanks.
1: <laughs> guys thank you so much for tuning in i know that you could be anywhere doing anything but i'm incredibly grateful that you decided to spend your time with us We hope that there were some valuable pieces that you took away from this. If you want to catch more of our episodes, then go right now and subscribe. And remember, wherever you are on your journey, keep going and never quit.